Hey guys, welcome to the Asian Hustle Network podcast. My name is Brian. And my name is Maggie. And we interview Asian entrepreneurs around the world to amplify their voices and empower Asians to pursue their dreams and goals. We believe that each person has a message and a unique story from their entrepreneurial journey that they can share with all of us. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Asian Hustle Network podcast. Today, we have two very special guests with us. They are Glory Kim and Matt Brooks, also known as Slice and Rice. Slice and Rice is an interracial comedic couple that loves to create content based around their culture, relationship, and everyday pop culture. Their unique relationship is enjoyed among many for their playful interactions with one another that are raw and unscripted. They're most recognizable for their cultural exchange videos where Glory introduces her Korean culture to Matt and Matt introduces Glory to his African-American culture to Glory, both through food, music, items, traditions, and more. Glory and Matt, welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you. you for having us. Thank you for having us. I'm excited. <laughs> yes. Of course. I want to start by saying I love you guys so much. And I love your content. It's always very wholesome. And you guys always have fun at every single video. So I love that a lot. Thank you so much. We strive to be a wholesome channel. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and authentic was, as well. Like, yeah. So like the fun we have, like we literally try to find like ideas that is just naturally fun for us to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as for our listeners that don't really know you guys, how did you how did you two meet and how this whole how did this whole thing happen and unfold? Right. Do you want to say the story? No, well, you're you're so good at telling the story all the time. Okay, so boring we met in college, but the not so boring part is when we first met each other, we first like, you know, you get you get to know each other. I think it was at a film event, mm-hmm. and um we both realized we loved YouTube. And like this was around 20. 13. Mm-hmm. So YouTube was a thing, but it wasn't like people had channels the way they do now. You know what I mean? So when I found out he had YouTube and vice versa, we were like really excited. That's what we first bonded over. And so we were like, Oh, what's your YouTube channel name? And so yeah. he gave me his, I gave him mine and he looked my name up and he was already subscribed to me. And this is the first time <laughs> wow. we ever met. Yes. And I wasn't big at all on YouTube. So it's not like, what was the trend they were what was the trend that they were doing? They were doing, so we did the Harlem Shake. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that was when the Harlem like, Shake yeah, was, like, yeah. really big. Yeah. But she wasn't in the video. But I was like, wow, I need a collab with this person. I did it for our did college, this. yeah. Um, and stuff. So oh, I was, you started the trend. Oh, my goodness. No, no, no. I didn't start trying to, but, like. Oh, okay. And <laughs> oh, gosh, no. <laughs> um, me and a few friends, you know, like, a lot of schools were doing the Harlem Shake for their university or their high school. So I was yeah. like, let's do it for, you know, Towson, which is where we went because it hadn't been done. Yeah. So like, like he said, I wasn't in the video, like I filmed it, but I guess when he stumbled across the Taos, official Towson Harlem Shake video, he's like, oh, I'm going to Yeah, I was like, I'm, oh, I need a network. Okay. Like you made YouTube video. I didn't know who it was, like who ran the channel. And little did I know I would have ended up marrying the person that did it. So talk about networking times a hundred. So it worked out. Uh, I love that a lot. And Matt, you had aspirations of being a director, right? Before you yes. got into YouTube? Yeah, yeah. So I had we both had a channel since 2006 individually. And on there, um, I wanted to be a, a actor, director. So essentially, I wanted to like direct the movies that I was in um, and everything and comedy based, of course. So I was doing that pretty early on since I was 13. Yeah. Just making yeah. weird looking comedy things like 
repeating 007 with the uh, toilet paper roll, like walking. It was like so crazy. Like doing all that came a long way when I think about it. But yeah, that was that was definitely my uh, what I was striving to do. What you went to college for? Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's like really, really amazing to hear. And Gloria, you come from a video editing background, is that right? At the University of Maryland? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah, so I we went to Towson and um, I knew going into Towson University that I wanted to do like video. I just wasn't sure what, like, I think my dream back then was to like edit professional music videos for like celebrities and stuff. But um, once I graduated, I did work at University of Maryland um, and I was a video producer there. We kind of just did like promotional videos or educational videos for the school or for professors. And yeah. Matt actually worked there part-time as well. <laughs> well yeah, I worked for Glory, which is weird. She was my <laughs> boss there. At one point. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually read that, um, you know, you two were in the same club at the mm-hmm. time and Matt actually came over to cook with Glory for a club potluck. And after Matt had left, you kind of just melted in your into your couch and said, I feel like a Disney princess. <laughs> I want to hear about that day and like oh what you guys thought of each other and how to all. Oh, that is, oh my gosh, sorry. Because when I think of it, it's just like one of the happiest memories I have. That was so fun. Because it was like when I we were really like crushing on each other. Yeah. And we were singing like. Well, he didn't know the words, but the song. Oh, oh we can admit this part. Well, I don't think the song <laughs> no, really matters. For the first time forever from Frozen, <laughs> I was like, singing it to Tommy Long. So he was like trying to like copy it. And we were like making pasta together. And it was so funny because when he left, I literally, like a Disney princess, like went on my couch and I was like, <laughs> tweeting like it was so cute something like corny <laughs> i was trying so hard i did not i never heard the song ever in my life but she looked so passionate and i was like and wasn't it it was so, a, a male singing that right it was a guy singing it was it the i don't know i don't, I don't know so. see i didn't know but i was trying i was i, I was adding my own sauce to it yeah and stuff oh. That is so cute. I mean, even if you didn't know the song, you had to have pretended like you did, right? To impress Glory. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, so it sounds like you guys had a lot of chemistry to begin off. And, you know, how? who came up with the idea that you guys should start creating content together? And we want to hear more about, like, you know, what was the struggles of working together? Because our listeners know that me and Maggie have been dating for four years now, right? And oh. then, Four years? We started our, our company together after our third year, but I felt like getting into a brand new relationship where I learned a complete new side of her, where it's yes. like, wait, I thought I knew you. Why is working you so hard now? I don't get it. <laughs> you know? That's constantly happening, your, by the way. That, 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 that doesn't stop. <laughs> You're always learning oh, no. something new every year. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. a great question. Uh, so I would say it was early on. Um, it was actually a week after we got in a relationship. So it was, uh, we got in a relationship June 3rd and then, yeah, week and a half, yeah, a week and a half later, we decided to create slice and rice. Um, sorry, I don't know what that was, (laughs) but, uh, so yeah, so a week and a half later, we decided to create slice and rice and it was more of like a, Hey, let's just join forces. You have a YouTube channel. I have a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. We like each other so much. We're not going to make anything by ourselves. So let's just join forces. Uh-huh. Um, and we were just throwing around like a bunch of different names. And I just, I really love pizza. Like that is my favorite food. 
And we were trying to think of a name that was like very catchy and very easy to remember. And sliced rice had a ring to it and everyone. Yeah. And I love rice, by the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me too. I think everyone does. It's very delicious. Yeah. So um, yeah. So in 2014, that's when we created Slice and Rice. And um, we've just been working ever since. I mean, before Slice and Rice, we actually worked together uh, a lot. In college, we worked together. Um, we worked at undergrad. Um, Marketing. Yeah. And then after college, we worked together. So we, we always, has, always have kind of worked together. So we always kind of knew, like, how to work together, I guess. Yeah, our um, strengths and weaknesses, for sure. Yeah. But in the beginning, I would say Slice and Rice was more of, like, just for fun. Mm-hmm. But um, we always still, like dreamt of like oh a million subscribers but it was a very fun thing in the beginning and then it wasn't until after we graduated that we're like no we want to like be very serious about this yeah i mean and like like you guys understand like there's this like it's a lot of balance and we early on we learned that we had to create boundaries yeah uh so we actually made a video about it like once we hit a thousand subscribers we almost broke up around that time because of the level of dedication that we had to put into our channel to grow. We were losing the connection in our relationship Mm -hmm. and stuff. So we had to take a step back and create like some healthy boundaries of like, Hey, we are relationship first. So we need to set time aside to like go on dates and do all of those and not things. talk about our YouTube channel. Yeah. Cause like every conversation was like, Oh, what video are we going to do next? And like, it was just like, too much. comments, yeah. aspirations. That was just constantly. And we weren't asking how we were doing. <laughs> it was crazy. I'm glad it happened so early on. And not when we hit a million, cause yeah. that would have been like, well, what do we do now? Yeah. Uh, but once we got through that um, hurdle, um, it was just it's been such an amazing experience just being able to share the success with someone. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. It's very fun. Been amazing. I love that. Yeah. I, I think it's super important to set boundaries and it really resonates with like myself and Brian, because, you know, after working together, we rarely find time to just have quality time together. And then, you know, going into dinner time, you start talking about work, you know, you yeah. can't really make that differentiation. And what you guys <laughs> talked about, like, it kind of reminds me of that meme where it says like, you never ask me how I'm doing, but you ask me like, what am I doing? You know, (laughs) (laughs) you have to ask me like how I'm doing, you know? So it's, I think it's, um, you know, I love that you guys bring it up because it's just, it's okay to bring up business sometimes, but as long as you're having fun, right. As long as you're like creating boundaries, as long as it's like not too much of one thing, then it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Fun is a really big part because if you're not having fun, you're not going to enjoy what you're doing. And I don't think you're going to work your best um, if you're not having fun. So our mental health checks and all of that, we got to make sure our relationship is good first. So we won't even film a video. Yeah. If if we're we're like feeling cruddy and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Which has been quite a few times. That is a really good approach to everything too. Because I know right now when when we have other content creators on the podcast, they always talk about, I need to pump up three or four videos a week or a day or something. And the fact that you're putting your relationship first before your your content, it's so admirable to see that, you know, and the fact that you guys are putting each other first and, I was listening to another podcast too, where Lori was like, if any, if we had to choose between, you know, slicing rice or our relationship, we'll pick our relationship and draw slicing rice. That's, that's incredible to hear that you guys are always having each other's first. On top of that, your content too. Let's quickly talk about your content. Yeah. You know, like you guys have such authentic content where it's, it's obvious to us as viewers that you guys truly love each other. Any of the, the video that, 
Maggie and I were watching when we were eating dinner was um of Matt like seeing Glory walk down the aisle when her watching your your wedding video. Yeah. We're just eating and tearing up at the same time. We're like, you know what? One day I want to talk to this couple. Exactly what we said. And when we saw you guys in the Facebook group thing, we're just like, oh my God, we gotta reach out to them and talk to them. <laughs> oh, so you saw it before that Facebook. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's oh, that's so awesome. we saw you. We knew exactly who you were. Oh, but, I mean, those cool. are the type of content that shows how incredible your relation really oh. is, you know. And I really appreciate that. But I'm kind of curious too, like what led up to that type of content creation? Because I know that you two had different styles before and different ideas. At what point were you like, okay, this is the kind of style that we're going to go for? And when you're creating the style, how how was the reception toward like by your audience? Like how how well they take it because sometimes we make content based upon how many views you get. You know, oh no, I see a yeah. pattern. I gotta make a pattern like this. You know, yeah. But to have control, if you guys do, how was the process like? Man, it was uh, not like that in the beginning. Like you always say, it was like throwing paint at like a blank wall. We didn't know like what was gonna stick, so we started off doing like skits and challenges. I mean, those are things that we still like, but it just wasn't like hitting. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't until I don't want to speak on your behalf, but oh, you can. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like I would say it was the cultural videos that really did it for our channel. Yeah. Um, And if you want to talk about like why we started. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, well, what we understand now is that we we had to build a community. So before we did the cultural videos, there wasn't a community. We had a video that went super viral. And before we did the cultural videos and we weren't, we weren't even in it. So after we put regular content out afterwards, we like lost like 10,000 subscribers, like all of those things. We're like, wait, what, what happened? Like this video did amazing, but it was really about building a community um, and really understanding what our audience wanted. And, um, and what that, what they wanted was really connecting with us authentically. Uh, authenticity man yeah. i can't talk right now um and exploring each other's cultures and everything and a lot of people really felt connected with that um there was a lot of other uh, black and asian couples that really gravitated towards our stories yeah um yeah. and the things that we were going through um and as we started to big build a bigger following we started to broaden out our reach we wanted to be more than um just the cultural videos we wanted to do we wanted to tell our love story Um, so we started to broaden that out and really started to capture our journey through parenthood. There's so many parents out there, our marriage, uh, how prepping, like getting married and all of those things. It was like, wow, we have a lot of stories that we can tell about our relationship that people can really connect with. And that's basically like the key that I feel like is like really understanding who your audience is and like what you can feed them that they would really appreciate. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I absolutely love that. I think that even when I put out like those one time videos that go viral and I'm like, I'm not even in it, you know, (laughs) they're like, Oh, this went viral. But like, how am I supposed to build on top of this? But they're not sustainable, you know? And so Mm -hmm. I love that you guys have built a community and, you know, based it on culture, because that's what keeps your fans and your audience to keep coming back because they don't, fall in love with just the content, but they fall in love with you too. And I think you guys bring such a very like unique and interesting flavor because you you guys are able to like bring both different cultures and talk about those different cultures and you're able to have your audience learn from it as well. Mm-hmm. It's educational, you know? 
Yeah. Yeah. Also, your, your content is really memorable. I don't know why. Like, I just had a flashback of you two like <laughs> move, first moved into each other's places, and you're like, "Oh no, he, he likes to eat." Blah blah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I remember that video. I don't know why it's popping my head right now, but <laughs> your, your content is so like relatable. And I know building community for content is extremely important. At what point did you feel like, you know, things are going too quickly and you're starting to feel really overwhelmed? Like, how did you mitigate that and scale that so then you can take care of, your, firstly, your, your relationship, your mental health, more importantly, and your channel? Because... I think that's the challenge that most people face, right? As they're hitting, hitting, hitting a lot of momentum as first time content creators, you know, content creators is a, is a sexy term nowadays. It's like, yeah. hey, I live life my own terms, make content, do whatever. Yeah. But there's a lot of work that goes in behind the scenes and a lot of mental health and management. Oh yeah. How do you guys deal with that? So we're still <laughs> trying yeah. to manage it. Yeah. I mean, we don't like, sometimes if we're just like, I mean, we're so blessed to be able to do this, but literally, literally even just like a month ago, we would just be like, okay, we, we need to take a small break. Like even if it's just like a week or two of just like not thinking about like creating, we do that. Mm-hmm. We're very blessed to be that. Cause it's not like our friends could say the same, like, oh, I don't feel like I want to work tonight. I'm not going to go, you know, like that's something we don't take for granted. It's really awesome that we get to do that. Um, but we make sure that we do that. And our audience members, we're usually pretty, transparent with our audience as to when, why we're not uploading like when we don't if we like need like a break mentally and they're usually very understanding yeah like we did a great job of like really building a trusting community so when we are honest with them like hey we're just not feeling it we gotta take care of ourselves you'll read the comments and they're like oh my gosh your your health comes first like don't worry yeah. about us we'll always be here and like those comments make us feel great yeah um but some strategies that we've taken is um like on sundays like we don't work at all um so we've made that a rule like yeah. hey, on sundays we're eating out we're enjoying ourselves we're not looking at anything like no emails nothing like we need sundays just for ourselves because monday through saturday <laughs> is wild um and all of those things yeah. and you know also in the process of building a team as well to like kind of help because me and glory we do everything um ourselves um well i don't say that's too strong to say we we have a lawyer we have an entertainment lawyer we have agents but for the most part like the decision makings and all of those things from editing video ideas uh obviously we're in them like we do all of that ourselves and um we're like looking to like also hire people to make it yeah yeah, make it easier for us especially now that we have a son like it's just really hard to (laughs) (laughs) juggle everything yeah yeah Absolutely. It's extremely difficult too. And, you know, hiring is not an easy task because, you know, you have a certain style and flavor that no one can recapture. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's, that's extremely <laughs> difficult. Yeah. I do want to, you know, rewind a little bit and talk about when did you guys decide to quit your full time jobs? Because, you know, those two of you, and, you know, Brian and I, we actually quit our full time jobs separately. He quit like half a year or a year before I did. Um, but how did you guys manage it? Like, did you, did one person quit first and then the other person quit later? Or did you guys decide to do it at the same time? What was that like? No, I mean, that's actually, uh, almost our story. Like, Mm -hmm. I think I quit a year before Matt did, but a year before I quit, I wanted to quit, but (laughs) (laughs) I was like, okay, let me be smart about, I, I remember going to my parents and they did not 
well, first of all, they don't like, they didn't understand YouTube. It wasn't doing well, like for us, like they mm-hmm. didn't understand it. Um, I, even, I feel like even today, like some parents, like even if you're doing well, it's just hard to understand. It's like a whole, its own culture. So um, they said, give it a year to think about it. And I was like, no, it's too long, but I did have to be smart about it. I'm a, you know, we pray, like we believe in God. So like I was praying a lot, asking friends for advice. And so a year later, uh, our YouTube channel was not necessarily doing any better, like, um, unfortunately, but I was like, okay, I feel like I'm putting eight hours of my day into this job that I know I'm not going to like do forever. Um, if I could just take that time and put it into your channel, it's going to grow. And this is the only way it's going to grow is if I quit. So mm-hmm. uh, I finally took that leap of faith. And I feel like ever since then is when our channel, that was the moment that it was starting to Wow. Yeah. Slowly, it was kind of slow at first. It wasn't like a quick return, but it was starting to grow at that point. Yeah, Glory quit, and I took her job. <laughs> so I was like, so I made sure that we had some sort of income because we were uh-huh. we weren't even making a lot. Like I think no, a month nothing. we were probably making like three or four hundred dollars, and we, you know, you can't really live off of that. Um, yeah. So I, I took her full time job to at least bring in some income and stuff. And then eventually it grew to the point where it was like, I don't have enough time in a day to work nine to five and then come home and then do slicing rice. It's just way too much stuff. So uh, yeah, a year later quit. And at the, once we both quit and we were able to put all of our time into our business, that's when it really like took off and yeah, haven't looked back since. I really love the risk that you guys took. And, you know, I know you guys quit at a point where you guys weren't making any money, you know, and that's, that's crazy that you guys built a business around your content and made it work because that's scary as heck. You know, that's something that's stopping a lot of us from making that leap. It's because you can't get over the mental hurdle of not having money. Yeah. And I really like the fact that you guys are extremely consistent as well and not give up because so many of us so easy for us to be like, i'm not getting traction i'm not doing things right mm-hmm. um but i mean hats off to you guys for for getting it down and staying consistent and believing and and believing that this this can happen and visualizing that it will happen and it has happened you know yeah like when you guys blew up like what was that mindset like and how do you guys turn this into something sustainable because that's a lot of questions that all these new creators have have asked us throughout our community. It's like, hey, look, I have a 20,000, 30,000 subscribers. How can I turn this into a business? You know, how did you guys learn how to turn this into a business? And what was that learning process like? Yeah, and on top of that, like, like Brian and I, we talk to so many creators, right? But we noticed that a lot of them, even with really high followings, they don't know how to convert it into a business, right? They, I think that's there's that hurdle or just like that education that they need to actually know how to turn it into business. And what I find so inspiring about you two, it's like we were listening to other podcasts and you two actually mentioned that you don't come from like a business background. Like you, you two didn't start businesses oh, yeah. before this. So I love to learn more about like, what was that, that uh, process like converting Slice and Rice into an actual business? Yeah, I, I think uh, for starters, I think we just blessed to like have like the friends that we did. So early on, we asked a lot of questions. So we uh, we will have like a friend that he may not have had like as much subscribers as us, but we noticed that the type of brand deals that they were getting was like, there was a lot of zeros in those checks. And we we're like, <laughs> all right, so you don't get that many views and you don't have any subscribers, but how are you getting this much money uh-huh. off of a brand deal? 
And then they would give us the game. Well, you got to understand your worth. You got to know who your target audience is. And then you can pitch those to the brands and things. So we take that knowledge then we'll write it down. Then we'll notice that another friend is doing merch and it's like, Oh, how does the, how does that work? And they're like, Oh yeah, you come up with an idea, you build up the line, you figure out what your audience want on the thing and, you know, develop your brand that way. And then we write it down like, okay, so we got to make sure we have the merch and everything like that. And then obviously like the agents come in and they kind of like take a big toll off of everything. So it's really about educating, but if you pay attention to a lot of successful creators, you can kind of see the moves that they're making. Um, if you're not just like looking like, oh, this person just came out with a new hoodie. It's like, oh, wow, that's a different income. Or if you look and it's like, hey, click this link, you'll realize like, oh, that's an affiliate link. And they're making money <laughs> off of that. That's another revenue. So it's like, if you just really like pay attention and like the overall view of like how people operate, you can kind of like, learn and get an idea of like different things. Like we look at Mr. Beast, he's a creator making videos, but he has burgers now. You would have never thought like, <laughs> oh, I could, we could do, make our own pizza and rice uh, <laughs> restaurant or something, you know, like it's- Can you guys do? One day? You should oh, yeah. Race. yeah, we talk about it all the time. Like, oh, we should do it like a- There's so many ideas yeah. that we have that we wish we could do, but we're like, no, let's get this under control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got to make sure things is popping first before we like move on to the next project. <laughs> but I say all of this to say it's like, never stop learning, never stop asking questions. People think when it's time to network, it means, oh, let's collab so we can grow our audience. So like, no, you network to like really learn and like build friendships because they don't have knowledge that you don't know and you have knowledge that they don't know. You can share and that's how we grow is by exchanging information with each other you know oh i absolutely agree i think that you know it's it's super important for you to build those connections and there's just so many content creators out there who are just trying to you know collab just for the sake of collabing you know mm -hmm. and but the real value there is the connections and the relationships that you're building for you to you know, actually have sustainable relationships with them for like a lifetime. Um, and I, I'm sure you, you guys have like created many, many valuable and meaningful connections and relationships just from Slice and Rice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we haven't, because like, sometimes with collabs, like that can get like your name out, but then like those people aren't necessarily like loyally like following you, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so we actually don't really do that many collabs, right? We haven't really done too many. Yeah, it's so yeah, it's uh it's very specific. So like we always put our audience first. Yeah. Um so it's like, hey, this is a new experience that I know like our audience will find value in the other person. Like we did a collab with uh Calerpa, who's a very great uh content creator. She does transformations uh from thrift uh thrift stores. Yeah. And we knew that our audience would like us trying to do what she does because it would be funny but also find value in her channel because she's ridiculously talented mm -hmm. and stuff. So that was like a collab that made sense for us to do. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, we always put our audience first, yeah. no matter what. Love that. Yeah, I love that you guys always put your audience first. And, you know, it's so easy to collab with anyone who just asks you, hey, let's collab. You know, you look at your numbers and it's like ginormous. You're like, hmm. But you're like staying close to your core values and what you guys want to present to your to your audience is, is so admirable and it's great seeing that you guys do that. Um, I'm kind of curious too, like, how do you guys come up with all your ideas? You know, do you guys have a whiteboard around the house? Do you guys just <laughs> talk to each other? Because I know 
Glory mentioned in one of the early interviews is like coming up with ideas is like super hard, but executing is easy for you guys. Mm-hmm. You know, which is insane because execution should come harder. Ideas are dime a dozen, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, what was that? What is your creative process like working and creating content? And I do want to note that we were just on your TikTok earlier. Uh, Glory, you love, uh, we love the ABG transformation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those are my favorite, actually. Actually, a little sneak peek. We're going to do another transformation, like, as our next video. So I'm really excited about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> We do have like a document of ideas and sometimes we'll kind of come randomly. I feel like in the beginning it was so hard. I mean, it can still be hard, but I feel like it was so hard in the beginning because we just kind of like think of a random idea with kind of no like structure to it. Mm -hmm. Like what's a good idea? You know what I mean? And we'll just, but like now I feel like we do think of videos that we've done in the past and what we can do like today, that would be a little bit a spinoff of it. So for example, like, Matt tries kimchi for the first time might have been mm-hmm. a video in the in like a in the past. So what's something new that Matt can try rather than thinking like what's what's a video idea we can do? You like know what series. I mean? Series. Yeah, it's like series, like something that kind of repeats itself, but it's just like a new idea. So I feel like that's how we think. That's it's gotten a little bit easier thinking of it in that format. Yeah, it's like trying to help. You want your audience to be able to identify your content at the same time trying to give them something new that they didn't know that they needed. So that's like the hard, difficult thing. So it's like, okay, what can we try next? Because we know our audience like us trying things, something that they wouldn't expect at all, you know? And like early on, it was like, Hey, glory trying soul food, or I'm trying on a humble, um, just different things like that. And it's like, Oh wait, what is this? I need, I need to see what slice and rice tries next. So it, it gets easier trying to think of ideas when you have like a format or a sort of series. Yeah. Um, so uh, if there's any creators out there that's like struggling, um, really try to understand what your brand is and what series that you can build around it so that you can keep building on top of that. And your audience knows what to semi expect from you. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, what about like vice versa? Like how often do you guys take in feedback from your audience as well? Let's say if your audience wants to like see more of one particular type of content, do you guys take in their feedback as well and put it into your content? Yeah, absolutely. Once in a while, we'll just be like, um, give us like, what do you guys want to see? I think we'll usually utilize Instagram for that. Um, like yeah. ask our audience. Cause like sometimes also we'll cheat and be like, we don't know what videos to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then there'll yeah. be a lot of like really similar ones that pop up for some reason. Like oh, people want to see, like, I don't know, I guess like the cultural videos are really common yeah. requested. And you also want to like always continue improving on your content. So even though it's like the same series, we might, play around with certain things yeah. like a video might not have an intro because we want to see if we can keep them on the video longer and then we'll see what the comments say. And then they will say something like, it's weird. Slice and Rice doesn't have their, what's up ninjas in the beginning. <laughs> so then we go back to the drawing board, like, okay, like <laughs> we got about 50 comments that hated that. So like, let's add it back, but maybe we'll take out the end. So like we do things like that just to yeah. like, see if we can get that audience view percentage up higher and stuff um and we look at our comments just to like make sure like that was the right choice mm-hmm. yeah uh i guess the next question i have is sort of a, a personal question right i mean as you as your fame was growing your youtube channel was growing how did you 
do you guys have a conversation with each other with each other to like maintain like your your humbleness and your openness to talk to other people because you know a lot of creators that blow up that act way different from when they, they were hustling to get there you know but you guys feel like you're such genuine people like have you guys had like conversations like hey hey babe once you get really famous what should we do <laughs> you know? no, that's actually such a good question because well we've been on youtube well slice and rice has existed since 2014 so now that it's 2021 and i feel like when we hit a million subscribers it's what 2019 mm -hmm. so that was i mean in my opinion that was kind of a slow progressive like growth it wasn't overnight which a lot of people do um there are a few people that have overnight success but even though it was kind of like progressive and slow, which I, we're very grateful for look in hindsight, because um, I feel like it's more humbling and like you can really like, you know, appreciate the successes. Mm -hmm. um, but that's a great question, because even though like we'd like to think that we're humble and stuff like you never know what can get to your head. So we have asked our friends to hold us accountable. We said, Hey, if we ever start like acting different or weird, like, can you just like bring us back down just to check earth? Us. <laughs> we won't get upset. Please check. Us, yeah. So. And we, we kind of ask our friends every once in a while, like, Hey, like, do you think I'm being like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And also, um, I mean, this is just a personal choice. Um, we also like to we don't know where the future holds, but we currently still live um, in Maryland with our family and friends because I feel like that also helps keep us grounded. Yeah. Um, I would say we don't really have any friends around us that do. So it's like a blessing and a curse. I feel like if we were to move to like L.A., be surrounded by a bunch of creators, I feel like we'd be inspired constantly. People get it. So like it's relatable. But um, here, like no one really gets it. So like that can be weird, but it's also a blessing because we just kind of feel like we can live like our normal life without it being too much like yeah, surrounding kinda, us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Constantly getting stopped like here and there, like in Target and stuff. But yeah, that's a really good one. And also like me and Gloria will do like little tune-up checks and we'll like remind each other like, hey, like remember when we used to just have like, 50 subscribers and like just understanding that journey and grind we can um empathize with other people who are growing and um other people that want to get it and stuff and our heart goes out to them as well it's like wow we was like sitting there like i know what that feeling is and stuff yeah. and we know what it feels like to have like a bigger creator like look at us a certain type of way because we didn't have as many subscribers yeah or didn't make as much money at the time all of those things and i remember just really feeling sad and like defeated and it was like, I never want to make someone else feel the way that I felt in those moments. Yeah. So um, it's always good to just remind ourselves of where we came from and how hard we worked to get there. And knowing that the people we encounter can have that same level of success as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I love how you guys are always keeping yourselves in check and like remembering your humble beginnings. Um I think the lesson is just, you know, make sure you're being nice to everyone because you never yeah. know. You never, never know. know. We literally just said yeah. that yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> we did. You just That's never cool. know. <laughs> I do want to talk about your proposal. Um, I heard that um, Matt had actually proposed in Korean. <laughs> well, well, I try. <laughs> remember how to say it? Uh, the Hezleu. <laughs> Oh my God! We just look at the video. You just said, "Do you want to love?" <laughs> Dude, do you want to love? Oh man, that was rough. Man. I was so afraid. 
and scared. It was like a huge audience there, but I was on YouTube like really for like four hours. I felt like it was like late, just repeating. That it. meant a lot though. I, I oh, mentioned yeah. this recently in a video, but it meant so much to me because like I could care less if he proposed to me in Korean. You know what I mean? I mean, that was so sweet in my opinion, but I feel like he was doing that like for my parents too, you know, because yeah. he had to ask them for my hand marriage and it was really, it was, you know, it's kind of hard, like an interracial for my parents. I was like hard for them if we're being honest in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So like for him to, and they love him now, but like for him to like do that, like proposing Korean and they were there, obviously that was just like, so I just like really appreciated that. Not for yeah. myself, you know what I mean? But yeah. because he was like respecting my parents and my my whole culture and stuff. I really love that. I did put it, uh, I did put it in Korean on the banner. Yeah. So it did say, will you marry me in Korean on the banner and stuff? <laughs> Cause I knew I was going to butcher it mm. and everything. <laughs> well, I love that. Yeah. That's so sweet. <laughs> Excuse me. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that, that's so, so I love it. I mean, just understanding each other's culture and really understanding like how to make things better because, you know, as Glory alluded, Asian culture, interracial dating is extremely difficult. I think we all heard it once, at least once in our lives, you know, and uh-huh. the fact that you guys persevere not only in your own careers, but your relationship with family. <laughs> yeah hats off to you guys oh, it was hard at first yeah. it was really difficult i think for like yeah. we're dating for i don't know like i don't know I'm, i've lost track of time like two or three years before it was four like years was, before yeah oh four <laughs> yeah it was really difficult at first like not yeah. gonna lie cried a lot because i just love him so much and oh. you know parents couldn't see eye to eye um but over time like they really learned to like love him and he never was forceful about like you know what i mean like he was just very like himself and so like you can't help but love him if for just being himself That's well, your, why mom, your mom knew early on because like when i first met her mom she gave me a hug and then she told you i felt yeah, like it was so like weird. first time we met when he, after he left, like she said, like for some reason he felt like my son, which like my mom would never say that. Like she would literally never say that without meaning it. Well, and like Matt has this very like, I don't know. Like I feel like people that know him, oh my God, we're gonna cry. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing to my wife? <laughs> a lot of work. Like, he just has like this gentle spirit or just this like, I feel like people long to like be near Matt. It's like really weird. Not in like a weird way, but just like my mom, I feel like she felt like that gentleness of him. And cause you know, she had this like perception of him because <laughs> the first video, I don't know why I just like made this like video of like health um, for my yeah. college. And like, I asked Matt to be in it and he was like, I was looking rough. I yeah. He was, training, he was like football. Like he liked to play football. So he was like, my name's Matt. I like to play football. And he was like all rough. And I showed my parents and I, they knew that was him. And they had this like perception of him that he was just like a rough. I was being guy. extra hard. I was acting for the camera, but it wasn't really how it was. Like I didn't even know he was going to be showing the video. Like, Oh, this is my boyfriend. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, oh, not me. I don't act like that. But I don't even play football. <laughs> that's hilarious did you i'm glad, I'm glad it worked out yeah. oh yeah for yeah. sure what were you asking yeah. Maggie? did you choose that video on purpose glory <laughs> no i don't know i think i was just trying to like sprinkle him in somehow like so that my parents knew but that was not the right video to like show. <laughs> no not at all i love how you guys are so transparent though and you know that takes a lot of courage and 
just bravery to be able to show your everyday life um, on camera mm -hmm. and to your audience, you know? And so I do want to know, like, just from your perspective, like, how do you decide, like, what you want to portray to the audience? Because you guys do, like, raw, unscripted content, just like your everyday lives, you know? But, like, do you ever have, like, moments where you're like, okay, let's not put that on, you know? And, like, how do you make that differentiation? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, well, in the beginning, we actually tried vlogging out um, because we just, you know, we felt like that would be fun. But that was actually a line that <laughs> we had to, like, set up for ourselves because we felt like it was a little bit too much on our relationship. Mm -hmm. um, it just wasn't something that we were able to keep up with. Um, so but we still do have videos that are kind of personal, um, I guess, like, for example, like one of the ones was being pregnant, like announcing that we were pregnant. Um, there were a lot of things we wanted to share, but there were also some things we wanted to keep personal um, just to ourselves. Like, for example, we do have a video of us like finding out we were, we were pregnant and or I was pregnant and like gender reveal and stuff like that. But as much as like we know people would love to see that, we just want to make sure that we're also just keeping things for ourselves. Otherwise, mm -hmm. everything becomes like too public and, right. you know, we just wanted to create boundaries like that. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say that boundaries is the biggest thing. And I think also we learned early on because we were super transparent, like early on in our career. And we saw like how the audience reacted to that. Um, it was like a lot of things like, well, you said in 2014, this, this, and this. It was like, I told my mind changed. And it was like, instead of, <laughs> instead of going through that again, it's like, okay, all right, let's, we're very like specific about what we put and we talk about it, especially if it's um, like things that's going on in the world. Like we did the video about Asian hate. Um, and that was like, we were talking about it a lot beforehand, did research. Um, I did my own personal story as well. Um, and we're very mindful and very specific about what we want to share and talk about um, and all the things. But boundaries is a big one. I feel like that's the theme of the discussion, the yeah, healthy no, boundaries. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that is the whole discussion is own. It's like, what is a boundary? <laughs> you know? But yeah, yeah. I, I do appreciate that. Um, I guess I'm kind of curious too, because I saw a video you guys, you guys put out a couple months ago and you guys are answering your question of whether or not you want to include your son inside your, your videos in future production. Mm -hmm. That is a question that I kind of personally asked too, because, you know, Maggie and I were, you know, we're thinking about getting married, having a family pretty soon. And our lives have become increasingly very public. Like yeah. people know a lot about us now. It's like, should I include my kid in here? I, we, we look at other creators too, like Bar Kwan, who just had a kid, you know? Yeah. He includes his kid into social media. I want to hear what your take on, on this view is. Yeah. Oh, we thought, we thought a lot about this um, decision, but I think the biggest thing that made us decide not to do it was when we almost broke up around a thousand subscribers. And I think that was like a red flag of like how serious we take YouTube. And we just did, we knew like those emotions can get put on our son and we did not want that to happen at all. If we started to create ideas around our son, then when he wakes up in the morning, I don't want to think, oh, what video am I going to shoot at you today? You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I just want you to be a baby. Have fun. I want, it, it's nice to have, have something uh, away from work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that was like our, I would say our main reason why we didn't want to do it. And then also we, Later on in life, we want him to have that decision of whether or not he wants to 
uh, be in our videos. And you said, yo, yeah, like, why, why can't I be in it? It's like, oh, come on. So I'm like, let's do it. I was waiting for this moment. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I don't want to look back and be like, why'd you do that? Like, you show that, I don't like the angle of my face. And it's like, I'm so sorry. I didn't know, you know, so. But like, at the same time though, like we understand and we have a lot of friends oh, yeah. that do like family vlogging. And that is not something that we're judging or look down upon we just know like he said because in early stages of our relationship because it was so difficult for us and we almost broke up we just knew that that was something that wasn't for us wasn't going to work out um mm -hmm. but like it's funny because there are so many video ideas that pop up <laughs> oh, that we, that would work that would do so well yeah. um and it's not like we're trying to like hide him i feel like um we have mentioned in the past why we're not putting him in the channel but i feel like some people misinterpreted that for like we're never going to show his face and that's actually not the case like if he we we'll let him like be in a video of course and like even introduce him but it's not like the video is about him if that makes sense like it's mm -hmm. not like we're saying like meet our son or our son does this but in the end of the video he might pop up and you know that's totally <laughs> fine because that's just our life you know yeah mm -hmm. he's most likely making a lot of noise I love it. I love Mike that. Mike is so considerate of everything yeah. and considering his future too. That, that's a big thing, you know? Yeah. And when we look at other creators who have kids, even celebrities at this point, you, you, know, you guys are pretty big celebrities now. Like, <laughs> how do they raise their kids? You were looking at them too. It's like, yeah. hmm. <laughs> I sympathize more. I'm like, oh man, I can't imagine like having like that many followers. Like, Sheesh. I know um, Gigi Hadid, she like hides her daughter. Like, I'm a, I, that must be hard. Like, cause yeah. she has millions of followers. So some people do that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah definitely. So we do want to know what's next for the both of you. Um, you know, I feel like you both have just went through so much growth and I'm sure it's, you know, both emotionally, mentally, um, in your relationship and your careers. We do want to know, you know, what's next for the both of you and what kind of goals do you have for the next year? It's a really good one. This year was all about, I would say last year was more about branding and this year is about expanding. Yeah. That's a lyric from Benny the Butcher. Is it really? <laughs> it was. Oh. I, I love that line. True, it, yeah, exactly. That's why I use it. I, I feel like I had to credit him. I feel bad. I don't want to just use the line, but you know what I'm saying? But yeah. This, this is about expanding. So like we introduced our merch um, and a lot of things. It's almost like giving back a little bit um, for this year because everyone's been asking about it. Um, and then hopefully also building a team. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought of when you said expanding, because like it's just getting too difficult for us to to just keep doing this. And if we want to grow. We know the best way to grow is to like, hire you know people whether whether that means like an editor or an assistant um yeah we've been told that like someone told us them like ever since they hired their assistant like they grew like way more even though like you're paying them mm -hmm. like his numbers grew like double so it's just like you know you need time it's yeah. so valuable um and we want to have more time for our son too and if we expand to our family <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> um, still on that number eight for some reason <laughs> Eight kids. Oh, that's that rough. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is a good, that is good. Expanding kind of in all. Because to be honest, like being transparent, like I don't think like we want to do like content creation like 
for like ever. To roll, you to know roll, what I'm like, saying? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, with 90. I can't even imagine holding the camera. Uh, but like building like a, building like a business, like, you know, we think about things like, oh, a cafe, a restaurant, or we'll have like these crazy ideas that we never thought about that like people would love to go out to and like building these experiences. We want to be on Netflix, like watching Bo Burnham have his own comedy special. It's like, yo, that's mad dope. Like, yeah. what can we do with that? Even albums, like that's where our heads are going. Like, how can we go to other platforms and stuff? But we need to like make sure like we're good here first. Like yeah. this is taken care of. Right. Amazing. Well, we can't wait for, you know, all of those goals to manifest. And we know that your future wait for is the, right? I know. We can't wait for the, the pizza and rice restaurant. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll let you guys know. You'll get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's on a house. If you ever come there, like, hey, they don't get to pay. They don't have Everything to is free. This <laughs> is recorded, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, since we're on the topic, we'll, like, content creation with your significant other what advice do you have for content creators out there who are starting a new channel with their significant other like what kind of priorities and values do you want to give them as they're starting out oh my gosh well we keep saying the word boundaries but i think i feel like my advice for that is like write down like literally write down on paper or document what your boundaries are for each other and like don't ever go against that. Um, just because yeah. like, that would have been nice if me and Matt had done that in the beginning, like, okay, we're not allowed to talk about this. We're on a date or we're not allowed to work on Sundays, you know, cause there are a lot of times we would film on like Sundays and stuff like that. Yeah. So like, now that we have that, it's kind of nice. Um, just, yeah, really stay true to those and set those like early on. Yeah. When we say boundaries, it really means like what would affect our relationship that's aside from work and everything. So all of those decisions you make, whether it's, hey, this day has to be date night so that we can be good. Our relationship can stay healthy. Um, all of those things. We won't talk about this or, you know, this is how we're going to split up work amongst our team so that not one person is doing all of the work and stuff and no one's burnt out. Um, so that's what we mean by when we say boundaries. And then also just understand, like always remember what, what was the reason why you started in the first place? Because mm -hmm. when things are going great, there's going to be moments where you just don't feel motivated. Yeah. Um, you forget why, or you just don't know what. So it's always good to tap back into the reason why you did it in the first place and have fun. Like I said, you got to have fun because if it's not fun. You're going to be miserable doing it. And it's not worth it at that point. You know, absolutely. That's, yeah. that's a very that's really good great advice. Yeah. So last question, how can our listeners find out more about Slice and Rice online? I know you guys are on YouTube, but I want to hear it from you. <laughs> I think sli yeah, Slice and Rice on all platforms, like mainly YouTube and Facebook um, and Instagram. We're not really on that TikTok train yet. We have one, but <laughs> we're just not as active on there. Yeah, everything yeah, slicing slice right. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Hope to see you there. Yeah, we'll leave all of that in the show notes. Um, it was so amazing having you two on our podcast today. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Yeah, thank you. This this thank you. This was great. You yeah. two are amazing hosts, yeah. by the way. I felt so comfortable. Like, yeah, I've yeah. known y'all for so long. <laughs> Hey guys, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe to the show. We would like to get to the top 10 on iTunes, so be sure to leave us a five-star review. 
We release an episode every single Wednesday, so stay tuned. Thank you guys so much. This podcast was made with Descript. Descript is a groundbreaking new media tool that allows creators to edit audio and video like a text document and create a realistic clone of their own voice for seamless edits. Please check out our Patreon at Asian Hustle Network. We want Asian to continue being meaningful and give back to the Asian community. If you enjoy our podcast and would like to contribute to our feature, we hope you become a patron.